Good morning. I'm going to be reading today from Matthew 5. It's Matthew 5, 17. All right. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I say unto you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever relaxes one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going to court with him lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge be to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly I say to you, you will never get out until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members, then that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a, a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except on grounds of sexual immorality, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries... A divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is the footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say simply be yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who, who would borrow from you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your enemy and hate your, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, 
and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes his sun rise and the evil, on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. morning everybody so today we're talking about the sixth commandment and the sixth commandment is you shall not murder now really the sixth commandment when you get right down to it when we think about how it applies to our life the sixth commandment is helping us learn how to answer the question how are you going to respond when somebody offends you Okay, what are you going to do when somebody offends you? How are you going to respond? Anybody been offended recently? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> um, I feel like I should share a personal example. Uh, so this is, and this is, you're going to hear this and you're going to think this is really, you, you, this is really embarrassing because <laughs> uh, it's really stupid and you, you're going to hear it and you can think this is really stupid and it is really stupid. But this happened to me yesterday, okay? And when this happened, as soon as this happened, I was like, crap, I'm going to have to talk about this tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, no, God, I don't. God's like, yeah, you're going to need to share that tomorrow. So this is what happened. So I was playing pickleball with uh, Stefan and Cameron yesterday, and this is not about Stefan or Cameron, so don't be nervous. But so we were playing, and this is a dumb, again, this is, I've, I wish I had an example of me getting offended because of poor people in a different country or something. But this is, this is a really stupid example. So I just want you to know I recognize that. Um, so we're playing pickleball. And so I'm serving. And so it's me and Stefan and Cameron and this other, this other lady joins with us. And so I'm, I'm serving. And after I serve, the lady we're playing with, who seems like a really great person, she was like, somebody forgot to call out the score before they served. And I was like, you know, looking at me, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, sorry, sorry. And again, I feel so stupid saying this, but in my heart, I was kind of like, don't tell me how to play pickleball. I know how to play pickleball. Watch this next serve. I'm going mm. to... And again, I'm embarrassed saying that. And I, again, I'm not... Like, it wasn't her fault. That was my fault. Because as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, I'm such an idiot. And, and I, felt, I felt guilty because I, I, I was... But I was offended. And I would be... Again, I would be lying if I said I, I was not offended. Isn't it true that we tend to get offended by the dumbest stuff sometimes? Can anybody else think of an example where you've gotten, like, how many of you had a fight with your husband or with your wife or with somebody, and you don't even remember how the fight started? Because you're like, I just know that I hate this person, and I'm trying to say things that hurt them, and I don't know why. 
we tend to get offended about lots of stupid stuff, but the truth is we don't not only get offended about stupid stuff, we also get offended about not so stupid stuff too, right? Things like whether or not you should wear a mask. Things like whether or not you should get a vaccine. Things like is there systemic racism in America? Anybody feel your, your blood pressure rising a little bit? Just, just as I kind of say those things, you're already thinking like, oh, he's gonna, what's he going to say about it? Right? But we tend to get offended, and the question is, the Sixth Commandment is trying to help us with the question. When, it's not if you get offended, because none of us are the perfect angels that just walk around and everything bounces off of us. Not if you get offended, but when you get offended whether it's a stupid thing like me playing pickleball or whether it's an important thing like public health or like social justice, when you get offended, how are you going to respond? Well, the sixth commandment says you shall not murder, right? So when we get offended, depending on the circumstances, oftentimes in many cases that I'm willing to I'm willing to bet that the vast majority of cases where there's murder, it started with somebody being offended. Probably because of something stupid. Maybe because of something not stupid, but probably because of something stupid. So how are we going to respond? And, and God is telling us in the Sixth Commandment, the way is not, you offended me, so now I'm going to kill you. But what's really interesting is, Jesus, in this passage that Andrew just read, in Matthew 5. Look with me at Matthew 5.21. Matthew 5.21, he says, you have heard it was said to those of old, and he's thinking about the Ten Commandments when he says this. He's thinking about the Sixth Commandment. So you have heard it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. You know, the people back then, they would have been like us. They, they would have thought, okay, I, I'm good on that one. No murders on my record. And Jesus says, but I say to you, uh-oh, what's he going to say to us? He says, but I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Everyone who insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool will be liable to the hell of fire. So what's Jesus saying here? What Jesus is saying is that the sixth commandment is not just about our actions, what we do, like if we're gonna kill somebody, if we're gonna shoot somebody, if we're gonna hit somebody. It's also about our attitudes, getting angry, and it's about our, our words, saying you fool or insulting somebody. Right? So he's saying it's not just about, if you want to keep the sixth commandment, if you want to stay out of jail, don't murder people. But if you want to be righteous before God, if you want your righteousness to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, then there's something deeper that Jesus is calling us to, and it has to do with our attitudes and, and, with, our, and with our words, too. Well, those two things he says, he says anybody that gets angry, okay, what does that mean? Well, we know it's not necessarily a sin to get angry, right? Right? It's not necessarily a sin to get angry. 
you know, Jesus gets angry sometimes. You know, God gets angry sometimes. In Ephesians, Paul even says, in your anger, do not sin. So he's not saying, if you're angry, you're sinning. He says, in your anger, do not sin. So there is such a thing as anger that's properly dealt with. And there's anger, there's such a thing as anger that is, is righteous anger too. So what's the difference between, what is the anger that Jesus is talking about here? What's the difference between righteous anger and then unrighteous anger? Well, I think here's the difference. So on the one hand, righteous anger is based on love. Righteous anger is based on love. Righteous anger says, I love you, but you're doing something that's evil and I'm willing to do what I have to do to stop you even if it hurts you, okay? Not because I hate you, but because I love you and I love you too much to let you keep doing this evil thing and hurting yourself and hurting other people too, okay? That's, that's righteous anger and I'd like to say that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God and that righteous anger does exist, but it's a very endangered species. And most times when we think we have, I have righteous anger, you probably don't have righteous anger. I know at least for, for me, if I'm thinking like, I had righteous anger against the lady at the pick, that was not righteous anger. Okay, on the other hand, unrighteous anger is not based on love, it's based on hate. It's basically saying, you offended me, so now I don't like you. Okay, you did something to hurt my feelings. You, you offended me, so now I don't like you anymore. And instead of forgiving you, instead of praying for you, instead of just letting it go and moving on, I'm not going to do that. And we let that fester, and it becomes, it becomes hatred. It becomes bitterness. And then that becomes, and, and we start to, to judge that person. We start to, to insult that person in our minds. We start to say, ah, oh, they're... What a, what a jerk, what an idiot, what a, you know, what, what a, what a good-for-nothing whatever, you know? And then if that keeps festering, then it comes out of our mouths. Or probably for us, it comes out of our thumbs when we're tweeting or when we're commenting on a, on a Facebook post or, or something like that. But it comes out in our, in our words. So Jesus is saying that murder starts in the heart. And so if you really want to keep the Sixth Commandment, if you want to be perfect like your father in heaven is perfect, then you need to love people not just by not killing them, but by your attitude towards them, by not hating them, and also by not insulting them either in your mind or, or in your words. So I think, you know, I, I referenced kind of at the beginning these different, that we can get mad, we can get offended about stupid stuff, and we can get offended about not so stupid stuff. And, you know, some of it's, like I said, righteous anger is not a myth, but I think it, it's, it's not a unicorn, it's not a myth, but I think it is an endangered species. There's not a lot of it. Most anger is unrighteous anger. And I, I think, you know, I, I, I listen to the news, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and, I mean, there's just so much... Isn't there just so much breaking the sixth commandment going on today? Isn't there just so much breaking the sixth commandment? Have you guys, can you guys think of a time recently in the past week where you've heard or you've seen somebody breaking the sixth commandment, not necessarily killing somebody, but having unrighteous anger 
or insulting somebody that they're supposed to be loving. I mean, I think about the, the pandemic and all of the different opinions about vaccination and, and not vaccination, about masking and about not masking. And again, probably even as I say this, like some, some of you are, are starting to, you know, get a little bit, uh, here it comes, and starting to get a little bit, a little bit frustrated or a little bit irritated because of the people that are, that are doing things that offend you. And maybe rightfully so, maybe not rightfully so. But how are we going to respond? You know, when I listen to the news, and I try to, I try to listen to as many podcasts from all over the political spectrum as I, as I can, and it seems like, it seems like a lot of people today think that the solution to the problems we have in society, it's from the way people talk, it seems like people think that the solution to the problems we have in society is to break the sixth commandment. That the way you make the world a better place or make your neighborhood a better place or make, the, make America the better, a better place or whatever a better place, it seems like a lot of people, from what they say and what they do, it seems like they think that the way you make the world a better place is you find the bad person I'm not pointing to Brian, I'm pointing uh, to find the bad person. Um, you, you, you say, okay, that's the bad person. And then you just start insulting them and insulting them and insulting them and insulting them until everybody sees what an idiot they are. And then everybody agrees with you. And then everybody starts doing the right thing. And I, I've seen that on, on both sides, whether it's, you know, the, and you guys know the types of stuff I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. But it's like, okay, this is the bad person. We're just gonna, we're just gonna insult them as much as we possibly can, so everybody sees how terrible they are, and then people don't do that and do what I say instead. But does that ever really work? It doesn't, because you insult me, I want to insult you back, and it just, and we end up just tearing each other apart. And the truth is that we're we're called to be different. Jesus called us to be different. Did, did you catch, so it was actually right before the passage that Andrew just read. Jesus says, and ironically, I was studying this passage with Stefan and Cameron right before I went to play pickleball yesterday. It says, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall, it be, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and to be trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light in all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's another way of saying it. That's another way of saying that you are bearing God's name. Don't bear God's name in vain because he will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain, right? And if we act like the rest of the world and we just start insulting the, the liberals or the, the Nazis or the, the whoever, if we just say, I'm gonna insult and insult and insult and just keep breaking the sixth commandment like everybody else does, 
we're taking God's name in vain. We're burning the fries. And I think especially when we think about where we are with the pandemic. You know, I, I, know, I know right now in our church that there are people who have vastly different opinions about vaccination. There's people who have vastly different opinions about, about masks. Okay, there's some people that think, that are in our church family, who think that the threat of the pandemic has been drastically exaggerated. And there's some people in our church family that think the threat of the pandemic has, has been drastically downplayed. So what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? How are we gonna respond when we inevitably, are we just gonna not talk to each other? What are we gonna do? How can we be a city on a hill? How can we be salt and light? How can we as a church community let our light shine before men so they can see our good works and glorify our Father who's in heaven? Well, I think the first way is that, and, and we're, we're, all, we're all sinful, obviously, and we're all going to have those natural reactions like I was just talking about I had, that sinful reaction on the pickleball court over a stupid thing. If we do that over stupid stuff, how much more so about stuff that actually matters, right? Well, when we find ourselves being angry at our brother or our sister or our neighbor, or when we find ourselves insulting our brother or our sister in our hearts or even with our words or on Twitter or on Facebook or behind somebody's back or whatever the case may be, the first step is to confess it. When God brings that to your heart to say, God, you know, show me, show me if my actions, show me if I'm loving people the way you want me to. And when God shows you, man, in your heart, you're, you're insulting, you know, you're insulting people that, you're insulting people that are uncomfortable being inside without a mask. You know, are you looking at, at, at people who are uncomfortable being inside without a mask and thinking, well, they just, they must just not trust God like I do. They just don't have faith. I have faith. That's why I trust God. They, they must just not trust God. They're just not as mature as me. Or maybe, man, some people just believe everything they read on CNN, right? If, if we're thinking, if, if we see people that are approaching the pandemic or different things differently than us, and we start, again, it's, not, it's okay to disagree, but if we start insulting them, or if on the other hand, we see somebody without a mask or we hear about somebody that hasn't gotten a vaccine and we think those stupid science deniers, they just must not care at all about other people's health and safety. They just don't care. They don't care who gets the virus. If we are insulting and judging our brothers and our sisters and our hearts, again, not that we won't disagree because we will, but when we pigeonhole each other and when we insult our brothers and our sisters and our hearts, we're breaking the sixth commandment. And when we find that, we don't need to beat ourselves up. We don't need to say, you know, we don't need to grit our teeth and say, well, I'll try harder next time. 
we need to confess it and we say, God, take away my anger, take away my judgmentalness, take away my, take away the, the murder that's inside of my heart. Take it away and replace it with your love. And you have to do that because I know I don't have that inside of me. You have to love this person through me. And I think what could happen, I think what could happen, you know, if, if, we, if we just insult each other and if we just act like the rest of the world, you know, people are going to look at us and we'll fight about masks and, you know, the people that, people that think we should all be wearing masks are going to be judging the people that aren't wearing masks and, and, and vice versa with the vaccine, with everything. And people, our neighbors around us are going to see us and say, hmm, I guess, I guess Christians are just like Wake County Public Schools. They fight about masks and stuff like that too. But if on the other hand, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us to resist those desires in our flesh, when we see somebody doing something or saying something or tweeting something that offends us to insult them, and we say, Holy Spirit, please give me love. I need you to give it to me. I think what could happen is if people who, those of us who are comfortable being inside without masks and don't want our freedoms taken away, if we say, that's the way I feel, that's what I believe, I think the pandemic is, is over-exaggerated, but if it means I'm able to build a relationship with my brother or my sister in Christ, I'll wear a freaking N95 bodysuit. Because Jesus died for this person. And it's worth it to me to inconvenience myself to love them and to be around them. And on the other hand, those of us that think that that, that hear about people not getting vaccinated or not wearing masks and we're just horrified, like, oh, how could we do that? Don't they, don't they know the statistics and don't they, you know, don't they, don't they read the numbers? If those of us that are kind of on that side of things, if we say, again, if we're rejecting our flesh and we're relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, if we say, you know, I don't understand why people aren't choosing to get the vaccine. I don't understand why people aren't wearing masks but I know my brother, I know my sister, I know that they love God and that they love me. And I refuse to judge them and insult them and call them an idiot or call them unloving. I'm not gonna do that. And you know what? Maybe I'm even willing to get a little bit out of my comfort zone. I know that there's not zero risk. But maybe I'm even willing to get, if, if this is what it means for me to build relationships and to have fellowship with my brothers and my sisters in Christ, maybe I'm even willing to get a little bit out of my COVID, COVID comfort zone too. Again, I know that these are, I know this is something we're dealing with right now, but I think if we do that, I think if that's the way we respond, then people are gonna look at us and they're gonna say, wait a minute, what do you guys all have in common? Some of you are vaccinated, some of you are non-vaccinated, some of you are 
left wing, some of you are right wing or conservative or liberal. Some of you are white, some of you are black, some of you are, are Asian, some of you have a lot of money, some of you don't have that much money. What is it, what do you guys have in common that brings you all together? And I think they'll see our good works and they'll give glory to our Father who's in heaven. So let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we love you. And God, I pray that you would, I pray that you would love us through each other. I pray that, I just confess my own tendency over important things and unimportant things to get angry, to insult people, to judge people. And God, I pray for myself and I pray for my brothers and my sisters. Would you give us love, not our type of love, but your type of love. Help us to be perfect like you are perfect. And we can only do that by the power of your spirit inside of us. Help us to be a community of people that love each other, that sacrifice for each other, that risk for each other, that love each other just like you love us. We pray this in